0: Welcome to the Stull Community of Faith podcast. May you be blessed as you listen to our Sunday scripture and message by Pastor Kyle Scheidemann. Today's scripture reader um, reading comes from John 3, 1-17. Jesus teaches Nicodemus. Now, there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How could someone be born when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. And Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus, and you do not understand these things? Very truly I tell you, we speak of what we know, and we testify to what we have seen. But still, you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things, and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, to, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, and whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Amen. God.
1: Of course, John 3.16 is probably one of the most advertised, used for the gospel that we often see. Thank you so much, Susan Kaur, for, for reading that. And now, may the words of my mouth, but the meditations from all of our hearts, be acceptable to you, Lord our God and our Creator. By the power of the Holy Spirit, drive away the chaff that the curls behind my truly nourish us. And we ask that in the precious love of the Gospels. Amen. There is an artist, and Susan's leaving, but I'm sure that she would be able to help describe what we're going to see in just a moment. There's an artist by name of David Frederick. And he is known for his, his, his real spiritual, otherworldly looking paintings. In order to grasp the meaning of art, one needs to to contemplate the visuals. You need to note the colors and the shades, the objects, the location of the figure, among other noticeable details. And so, for example, the painting above, it is called Wanderer in a sea of fog. Now this particular painting, as you're looking at it, this replication, you see that it lacks clarity. You see the fog in the title of the, in the, title of the painting. And that, that, that fog obscures vision with this misty white. And the, the man appears to be standing on a bit of a rock. And that is really probably the only clarity of the entire picture. And he seems to be just wistfully staring out into the distance. And according to the, to the size of the trees, it appears that he is standing up on a mountain and he's viewing a cloud-covered upper atmospheric place that appears peaceful but it's non-concrete. We can see no deliberate path, just far horizons. Caspar David Frederick frequently paints scenes that spark curiosity, that suggest an intuitive perspective or introspective approach to life, a spiritual one, if you will. The figure seems to be seeing with different eyes, not in the eyes of the world around him, but the one that he normally cannot see. Knowledge is tamped down. Instead, the figure, the man that we see, confronts the spiritual, hazy, uncertain, mysterious world of God, of faith, of a kingdom perhaps that we can really not fully comprehend, but we can only see with our spiritual eyes and an awareness that goes beyond. In a sense, this is the type of vision that Jesus suggests we need in order not to just to enter into the kingdom of heaven, but yet to see what it is that is all around us. It's a kingdom. It's hidden to those without faith who depend only on what they can see or what they can hear or what they can touch to inform them of their view around the world. But for those whose sense whose sense God is near to them, for those whose faith who believe that Truth and knowledge is far beyond our five limited senses. The kingdom is an exciting possibility. Jesus' kingdom appears to those with eyes to see those that are born of the Spirit. So what does it mean to be born of the Spirit? Mary covered as she talked about Nicodemus, he had the same question. What are you talking about? I don't get it. I mean, this sounds too far out for me. And, and to go back to the children's story, you know, the Pharisee Nicodemus, he asked that question, Jesus explained to him, he said, you know, Nicodemus, it's not enough to be baptized with water, with the baptism of repentance. He said, what we need is we also need to be baptized of the Holy Spirit, to be spirit birthed, if you will. When Moses led the people of God out into this, out into the viper-filled desert, as he went toward the promised land, he held up a symbol, it was a serpent. On a pole. And it was a representation of their sin and of the promise of God's redemption and of his healing for the people to follow. And so, likewise, Jesus will be lifted up as well as a symbol of sin redeemed. God's healing salvation will enable all of us to see the kingdom of God, not a place, but a presence. Not a physical city or a temple, but it will be a spiritual one in which our awareness of God and each other becomes very vital and very powerful. In order to see and to understand the kingdom, we need for the Holy Spirit to fill us, to use us, to guide us, to open our eyes to the truth of the gospel we as humans we see what we are preconditioned to see if we convince ourselves that there is nothing that exists outside of our physical realm then we literally shut down our ability to see beyond ourselves but if we allow the Holy Spirit to open up our eyes and to help us see beyond our physical senses, we will begin to sense God's presence with us. And we will know that he is beside us. He is among us. And we will be able to know God in a whole different way. This heightened awareness is a different kind of seeing. And when Jesus tells us that we need to be born of the Spirit, this is what he means. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to open our eyes to see things newly and differently, more intuitively, more spiritually, and more vividly. And what will we see? We will see Jesus. We will see the truth of his salvation promise. We will become aware of God's presence in our lives and also in the world. And we will also become aware that the kingdom of God is all around us, all the time and that its power is at work in the world, especially when those who are aware of it will tap into its energy and into its truth. And Jesus tells us that we speak of what we know and we testify to what we have seen. And those who have experienced God's presence in their lives, who have experienced God's healing power, And God's messages or God's guidance will know exactly what it is that Jesus is talking about. But it's just
0: not
1: not just that that those with eyes will know that what Jesus said is true. They're also going to be filled with a powerful kind of hope, a peace and a joy that comes with knowing that goodness reigns that God's power it trumps every other power, and that the world and God's world beyond it is is in fact much more beautiful than you could ever imagine. Entire churches have been resurrected by a power of the Holy Spirit, this presence and the acknowledgement of God's. Hidden Kingdom Unveiled. And oddly enough, uh, in today's, in our cultures today, we have been experiencing a wave of revivals. I'm going to go back into time just a little bit. (laughs) These revivals have been going on for quite some time. These are rose-colored glasses, and John Conley sang about these in uh, 1978, about 10 years after the Jesus revolution of the 60s, late 60s, early 70s, that are called rose-colored glasses. And so we know with these glasses that the world looks just a little bit different, but it's, it's a symbolism of optimism. And these, these Jesus revolution, these Jesus revivals, They're not coming from the institutional churches. They're not coming from denominations. They aren't even coming from people trained in faith. The Holy Spirit is descending heavily upon our young people. Those who are are having their eyes opened to the presence of God in in new and and, uh, what we used to call mind-blowing ways. There are people being baptized by the Holy Spirit by thousands over the country. And why? We don't really know. We really don't know. But what does Jesus say? He says the wind blows where it chooses. And you hear the sound of it, but you don't know where it comes from. Or... Or where it goes so it is with everyone who is born of the spirit God is not predictable he's not quantifiable the Holy Spirit's movement cannot be predicted it cannot be nailed down to a certain group or, or to a certain condition God instead will prevail where God finds soil within the plant a place for the soul to move And when and where it happens, people will see the kingdom emerging right in the here and the now. Wherever God moves, good things are bound to happen. The Holy Spirit is here today, right now, right here in this room. And Jesus is among us, always from now until the very end of time. But all we need to do is become aware of his presence. We need to be attuned to the sound of his voice. You you hear the still, small whisper. And we need to be awakened of who he is among us. And so in this time of Lent, more than any other time, It's time for us to take seriously the movement of the Spirit. For God is ready to baptize those who are ready to receive. And he is ready to open the eyes of those who have been living in darkness. Celebrate, people of God. Let your faith be vibrant. Let your souls rejoice. For he is here. He is living. He is resurrected. He is enduring and powerful. So let the healing begin. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Generous God, as we travel through this Lenten journey, allow us to walk beside Jesus as he makes his journey into Jerusalem. And as we offer our gifts this morning may it be our way of saying we won't turn away from the problems and the conflicts of this world but like jesus we will walk toward them and all that we take for the journey is the compassion the mercy and the sacrifice that he carried moving toward what waited in the holy city we journey in christ's steps and we pray. And so now as we leave, you all are missionaries. missionaries. You're evangelists. You don't even know it. But yet you do. Go out. Let people know the Holy Spirit's in you. Invite them to come to know Jesus. And so go now, trusting in God's promises. Seek the presence of the Lord. Abandon yourself in prayer during this length of time. Follow those who are faithful to God. Stand firm against evil and seek all things for good. We go now in peace to love and to serve the Lord in the name of Christ. Amen. Amen.